Hi, you're listening to Screen of the Crime. I'm Tuss. And I'm Maggie, and this is a podcast where we talk about true crime. And what would happen if your favorite TV and movie characters committed those crimes. the last week of classes it for is. us wasn't technically next week the last week well l- next week we have monday okay so it's the last full week of classes it's, yeah it's the last full week of classes yeah um everyone's stressed out everyone, everyone is upset with themselves yeah we but have projects and stuff yeah everyone's just having a time yeah. we live in a society and this is a situation uh-huh. so <laughs> yeah but uh. <laughs> everyone's like you excited for summer and i'm like hell yes it's like i got a job yeah and but then like other friends of mine are like i have they like got like co-ops and stuff yeah and they're like i have to go like to new york city and like work and like have a job and i'm like that's fucking scary yeah i will see if i even make it you know that's the that's the mood that's scary i live with her this summer so what do you mean if you make it? To some, like, I feel like this- just, We have one week left. I know. <laughs> it just, like, doesn't seem like this will end. It, no, it doesn't. And then it's gonna end, and I'm gonna be like, hell yeah. Yeah, and then we can go to the pool every day. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. I have work. I have a job. Well- <laughs> I'm When do you get off of work, Maggie? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yo, I'm staring at Tessa's resume- on the table and she used the same template i did really <laughs> that's yeah. so funny yeah i was saying when i saw your daughter i was like that looks so familiar yeah like, I tess think I... copied me just so everyone knows no i just have good taste <laughs> yeah no we definitely use the same font though it's the same template was it yellow tess it's not i changed it a bunch but it's very similar it's not important we can have the same resume we're not applying to the same jobs so. no um yeah. So I have a presentation tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let me let me rant a little bit. Okay. I have there's five people in my group. Yeah. Um, three of which are females and two are men. Mm-hmm. And the females are the only ones that have done anything, and the two guys have not showed up to class for the past two weeks. Oof. And we're presenting tomorrow, and we've emailed them and messaged them, so we're pretty we're pretty sure they're aware. Yeah. But when they show up to our presentation, one of them hasn't showed up to, like, class ever. Mm-hmm. But when they show up to our presentation, we're like, you better, you better say the correct words. And, like, yeah. one of my group members, like, I'm pretty sure she will, like, actually kill one of my members if he doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's whatever. I'm friends with the teachers, so it should be fine. Yeah. And then I have another project on Wednesday. Presentation. It's yeah. fun. I love being a business major. <sighs> I just a lot's happening you know i recently found out so there's a way like when you email people that um you can see if they open the email and how long they've read it Mm -hmm. and like a certain way to do that for like clubs and stuff on campus i'm i know yeah it's called like bounce rate 
Yeah, but like, yeah, it's kind of. I just realized I brought this up, and it's like this is I, this is so irrelevant to this. Like, it's off topic, but it's very off topic. Quick note about emails. I am a marketing major. Yeah, there's a hard open. I mean, like a sorry, a hard um bounce and a soft bounce, and so it's like depends if they like if the mailbox is completely full, mm-hmm. or or if they just like never open the email. You can also tell that, and then you can see how long they've clicked on it, and you can see if they click any of the links on the email. Yeah, and that's what I learned in internet marketing. So, along with a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and that's yeah. been Marketing with Maggie. Marketing my with... My spinoff podcast. Your spinoff podcast. That'd be a good podcast. I've been thinking of doing a spinoff podcast with my stupid headphone microphone. Yeah. I've been like, oh, this is what Maggie's talking about this week. Use the good mic. Go ahead. I'm not going to just come into your room. You can move it. All right. It's not hard to move. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, we should probably get to what we're talking about. Today. Yeah. So, this was told to me last week by a pal of mine oh, it's our he's a pal of ours zach he's been on this podcast before yeah he was the black mirror episode the jennifer pan episode yeah and he told me about it while we were working together on thursday for a hot 15 minutes that we worked together oh um and then he mentioned it again when he drove us to target mm-hmm. and i hadn't looked it up so i looked it up now and now i have notes on it and so this is for him if he ever listens to this episode also, I saw Austin today, mm-hmm. and he got so excited that we shouted him out. So, like, shout out to Austin again. <laughs> again. He's up to date. He's our biggest fan. All right. Let's start. Okay. Introduction. <laughs> if you travel approximately 25 miles from Columbus um, in Ohio, and it's quite possible to overlook one of, of many small towns dotted around America. God, I fucking can't read. Why this one is such a like? It's a very like. Hi, I'm an illiterate. No, no, but like, why is this such a like intro intro? Because it's not Wikipedia. Oh. I like read articles. There's no Wikipedia article in this. Okay. Gotta be real. I take a lot of my shit from Wikipedia, but this one was multiple articles. Okay. I had to open things. They use the same picture in both, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm from Ohio. And by from, I mean I was born there. Um. <laughs> And Columbus is the capital of Ohio. Okay, so it's a small town in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, situated along the banks of the Sokoto River, Circleville is the type of small town America to which everybody knows everyone else. Like Winter Harbor, which yeah. is where I lived. Um, it is likely to be a kind of place where residents can leave their doors unlocked overnight without fear of um, <clears throat> break-ins. I don't know why. When I, sorry, this is a tangent. When I lived in Winter Harbor, mm-hmm. which is in Maine, for everyone who's listening, um, this summer, it's where my grandparents live. They live in, no one locks their doors. That's whack. And no one locks their cars. <gasps> That's even more whack. Yeah, because it's such a small town, and like, they lock it at night, their car, their, their uh, house is mm-hmm. at night. But like, one, we, my grandparents did Airbnb. Yeah. So one time I came home from work. And I like my grandparents weren't there, and I come up the stairs, and there's just a man in my kitchen, and I'm like, oh no, but then I like I walk in, and he's like, hi, and I'm like, hi, and he's like, I'm the Airbnb guy, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, I was like, who the fuck are you? But sometimes I would just come home, and like my grandmother's friends would be just in the house, and I'd be like, hello, and they'd be like, oh you must be their granddaughter, and I was yeah. like, you must be a stranger. <laughs> Yeah, that's so bad. But yeah, they don't they don't leave their they leave their car indoors locked. When I worked at the five and ten I would have to park like a couple blocks behind it. Mm-hmm. Um and like my grandma would be just like, Leave the door unlocked so that because she'd have to steal my car sometimes. Yeah. So I just leave the car door unlocked in the with, middle where of Where are the keys? Well they were with me. But she would come oh. don't worry about it. Okay. 
<laughs> leave the car door Sometimes I'd leave them in the car, but that's like a side note. No one stole my car. Oh my god. It was crazy. It was a weird place. Anyway. Um, but for a few terrifying weeks during 1976, all of that changed. Oh, sorry. I skipped a line. <laughs> At face value, Circleville does seem like the kind of place that big city citizens might turn in order to get away from it all. But for a few terrifying weeks in 1976, all of that changed. Someone began a campaign of terror against the entire town with the Circleville letters. Mm. The letters contained threats of violence and personal information that in some cases only recipients were aware of. Don't read my... Tess always reads it. I can't... It. I, I it literally... Me. It's so small I can't read it. Don't look at it. Fine. Many of those letters were hatefully written with vulgarisms and lewd artwork. Hmm. None of the Circleville letters had any return address and all appeared to come from somewhere within Columbus. Every single letter was written in the same distinct style, block letters, and might have been an attempt to cover up the author's personal handwriting. They were like hardcore block letters. Not like my handwriting, like they were like like yeah. etched in. I just, <laughs> literally, I'm so mad I just used up Pretty Little Liars because this is literally like- Oh, yeah. This <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this would have been perfect. Um, Fucking A, you're taking over a whole town. Mm-hmm. So they targeted these two people, Mary and Ron um, Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Gillespie. Golf, whatever. Yeah. Even though many of the town's um, 14,000 inhabitants were targeted, one woman was seemingly singled out um, for some severe treatment. Mary Gillespie drove a school bus for a living and was among the initial targets for the um, volatile author. Mm-hmm. In addition to revealing disturbing facts, such as her home being under a surveillance by the author and that she was a married mother, the letter also contained an alleg- sorry, an allegation that Gillespie, Gillespie was having an affair with the, the superintendent of the school. A superintendent of schools, sorry. Mm-hmm. In no one's... Un- in, in no uncertain terms, the author demanded that she stop and that she was not a subject of, and that she, yeah, she was not a subject of a hoax or prank. Anyone receiving the Circleville letters would be understandably upset at it. Worse was to follow, though. Several additional letters were sent to her, all of similar nature. At first, the terrified woman just hid them all away and um, tried to be discreet about it. Um, Gillespie did an admirable job of concealing her terror, and terror until one of the Circleville letters arrived addressed to Ron Gillespie, Mary's husband. Mm-hmm. This one was blunt and to the point. Ron was ordered to put an end to the affair or die. Oh, boy. So let's dive into this affair. Okay. Mary first admitted to Ron that she had no clues about the, who the author was, referring to... Sorry. Had no clue what the author was referring to and that there was no affair taking place. Perhaps this was a failed attempt at blackmail, but the damage to Mary's reputation had already been done. Just the idea that a mild-mannered woman would easily blend into a crowd was having an extramarital affair was enough to get the gossip mongers talking in this small town. Both Ron and Mary Gillespie worked together to try and ignore the threats and intimidations and carry on. What a good man. Yeah. After, um... <clears throat> so sorry. You know what that was? Tess's jewel. Another chilling letter quickly changed that. The letter said this, quote, Gillespie, you have, two, you have had two weeks and done nothing. Admit the truth and inform the school board. If not, I will broadcast it on CBS, poster, CBS posters, signs, and billboards until the truth comes out. That was to the, the, uh, the man. Mm-hmm. Wrong. The couple began to deliberate, deliberate about the possible circle of a letter writer could be. Who it could be. I'm so sorry. I can't fucking read. Their suspicion centered on Ron's brother-in-law, Paul Freshor. Freshor? 
To test this hypothesis, the Gillespies used the rampant panic as a tool and sent Freshor several similarly written letters outlining that they knew who he was and that he was what he was up to. A request to stop all activities without resorting to any violence was included, and that pulley looked as though it had worked. Hmm. Um... While the Gillespies could not be certain that Freshor was responsible for their torment, they at least considered that it was over. On August 19, 1977, um, was just another day. Whatever had plagued them before was just a bad memory and things had returned to normal. When the phone rang that day, it was treated as just another phone call. Ron answered. Mary never did find out who, what was said or who made the call, but it assumed to be a phantom, the phantom author and he was back with a bang. Ron lost his temper, grabbed his pistol, left the house. At an intersection close to where they live, Ron's vehicle struck a tree and killed Ron Gillespie. Shit. Yep. If the caller was indeed the letter writer, then he or she had clearly carried out on the threat to Ron's life. Mm -hmm. When the police investigated the crash, they discovered that Ron's gun had been fired once. Detectives could find no reason or excuse for Ron to have fired at all, whether it was deliberate or not. The crash happened moments after Ron drove away and no shot was reported. The crash was ruled to be a genuine accident, even though strange facts emerged. A post-mortem examination recorded that Ron's blood alcohol level was 1.5 times the legal limit. Those that knew Ron best all knew Ron best all confirmed that he was an actual teetotal. And I'm going to explain what a teetotal is because I think it's fun. Okay. I, it's not really that fun. Teetotal is just a person that abstains from drinking alcohol. Okay. So he was... Then he didn't drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. But his blood alcohol level was... Weird. High. Okay. The sheriff was once said to have admitted that there was more to the crash than met the eye, but later denied those um, ascertains. Mm -hmm. The phantom letter writer began to get in contact with several residents, almost begging for more th thorough investigations to be conducted. It was almost as if the author wasn't satisfied with the accident's conclusion. The Circleville letters began once more in earnest, as well as Mary Gillespie and her immediate family. Elected officials were also tar almost targeted. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, the threats and vulgar nature of the prose was the same as it had been before. The hostility shown to Mary proved to be too much for her to bear any longer. She admitted to the affair taking place, but insisted that it only began after the first letter had been delivered. When Freshor was accused of being the Circleville letter writer, he denied it. Despite all the harassments and the scandals that made her the talk of the town, Mary managed to keep her job. Six years after the campaign had began, whoever was behind this took a bold step in furthering their tactics. While at work, Mary noticed a sign en route that threatened the life of her daughter. Angered by this, she stopped the bus and removed the sign. She noticed a box with a string tied to another post. Mary removed the box and returned to the bus in order to open it. Inside was a crude booby trap in the form of a pistol. Thankfully, the trap failed to execute at all. So she would have opened it and would have shot her. Yeah. Okay. Once again, she called the police, and they quickly discovered that someone had made a crude attempt to fi file off the gun's serial number. Police traced the gun to Freshor, who, not for the first time, insisted he knew nothing about the events. Freshor stated that the gun went missing long before. So let's talk about Freshor. Okay. Freshor. I don't know. <laughs> the gun was a was about the only solid lead that the police had available at the time. 
So they coerced Freshor into taking a handwriting test to which he had to copy some of the Circleville letters. Even if experts were able to prove that the handwriting was his, the investigation was criticized for the incorrect manner for administering the handwriting test in the first place. The sheriff was satisfied that Fresher was a Circleville letter, letter writer, or, yeah, or that the handwriting was close enough at least, and he arrested Fresher for attempted murder. The trial began in late October 1983, and even though he had an alibi for the day of the booby trap attempt on Mary's life, he was convicted and sentenced 25 years in prison with the recommendation that he spend at least seven years behind bars. Many of the Circleville's residents um, had already... Had already convinced themselves that Fresher was guilty despite the evidence given during the trial. Fresher maintained his innocence until his death in 2012. Mm -hmm. While serving his time, Fresher was considered to be a model prisoner. He rarely got the chance to correspond with the outside world. In the decade that he was incarcerated, the letters carried on regardless. Hmm. Like before, they were all postmarked Columbus, and Fresher was not sentenced to prison anywhere near Columbus. Even the prison wardens doubted that Fresher was guilty of writing the letters. Authorities, on the other hand, were not convinced. They maintained that somehow he was responsible for everything the police accused him. Hmm. While he was in prison, he received a mysterious letter that stated, Now, when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there? I told you two years ago, when we set him up, they stay set up. Don't you, lis don't you listen at all? Yeah. Weird. Uh-huh. Six months after Fresher's release, TV show's Unsolved Mysteries aired a segment on the Circleville letters. A few days later, the network got one of their own. It simply said, Forget Circleville, Ohio. If you come to Ohio, UL sickos will pay the Circleville writer. <laughs> and that's all I got. No one knows who it was. That's so weird. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because it obviously wasn't, I mean, he did time for it, but it wasn't him. It wasn't him, no. That's so strange. Mm hmm Huh. Okay. Okay. Whack. Yep. <laughs> cool. So, like, just to clarify, to make sure I'm straight, like, so multiple, a lot of people got the letters. Yes. Like, not just was, Mary and Ron. But it was, like, like a everyone. lot of the residents, yes. Okay, cool. That's so whack. Ooh. Mm hmm Like, personal details about them? Yeah, like, who they were, where they're living, the yeah. amount of kids they have, certain things that only they would know. Where you live, yeah. Well, I mean, other th <laughs> I feel like other things. Yeah. Whack. Okay. All right. Well, and that if that's all, then I was thinking another... So, I've, this would have been... Damn, I, this would have mm. been perfect for Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, realized. it would have been amazing. <laughs> Used it up. Used it up. But I have another thing that's way stupider, but it involves, like similar type of thing where it's like everyone's getting called out okay what is it <laughs> so <laughs> you're gonna judge me for this but um you know the movie mean girls mm -hmm. with the burn book yeah no yeah yeah mm -hmm. so <laughs> the letter writer they don't know who it was and i don't think they never really find out who wrote the burn book in mean girls i mean we know the audience but like the teachers and stuff don't because they hold everyone hostage like who did this and no one's gonna fess up to it yeah so i think the letters of the ohio town is just the burn book <laughs> the ohio town is called circleville circleville burn book and it obviously instead of just calling people like sluts and whores yeah. um it's like 
you know, blackmailed. They're like, Mary had an affair with the superintendent. Yeah, which I guess there's some... I feel like is in the burn book. No, I say, because there's, like, the uh, teacher who... The gym teacher with the the student. With the student, and then they say, like, Miss Nora Berry's, like, selling drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah. But, um, who would... I think... Who would go to jail for it, though, of all the characters? That would be framed for it? Who would... Yeah, I think... Well, wasn't... Katie was Katie, fra- yeah. Katie was framed for it, so I think she, yeah she would be the one to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one to get killed would be who would get killed for it though. Hmm. I the think boyfriend. <laughs> I think yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah, I because know or no, I think Miss Norberry would get killed for oh, it because okay. she had I the thing it. that was like she would she would be the one who would oh. get the most mad about it. Because she was accused ending. of selling drugs, yeah. and had, like, cops at her house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she would be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And, like, go off. Mm-hmm. So Miss Norberry gets killed for the book. For the letter. Right. Um, Katie goes to jail, even though everyone's like, it wasn't her. Yeah. And, like, pe- uh, people did think that, but, like, she's a good person. Kind of. Okay. Do you, th- do you disagree with no, that? No, I don't think she's a... Like, I... No. I don't think she has, she does, she doesn't really redeem herself that much. Like, I know she, like, can't go to parties and she joins the mathletes and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think she really redeems. I think she redeems herself. I think she, she genuinely apologizes to everyone in not, like, a bullshit way. I guess, I suppose. Yeah. It's been a while. Like, people can make mistakes, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, Regina is the one who I think doesn't really, I don't know, she kind of redeems herself. A little bit. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. I don't know. Sure. I don't think she does, but okay. Yeah. Well, because they're all friends, and then they, like, see the plat- Like, the younger girls who are, like, like them, and then they're just like, mm, uh, don't do that. So. Yeah, but Regina wasn't there. Yeah, she was. She was sitting with them. Was she? Yeah. Thought she had gotten hit by the car at that point. No, this is, like, the ending of the movie. Oh, okay. This is, like, she was uh, with them? This- yeah, oh. they were all, like, chilling. I thought it was just, like, her edgy friends. No, it was all of them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, the burn book would get, like, dropped in the town. And then... Just dropped. It's like, I don't know where they would... Or, no, it would just scanned. be, like, they did... Scanned. It dispersed. Would, it would be scanned and dispersed, and everyone just goes, like, crazy. Yeah. I feel like, also, separate point, but about kind of similar energy is, um, Assassination Nation... Like oh yeah that movie I agree you should have compared this I know I think more people know Mean Girls that's true we watched the movie Assassination Nation yeah but it's kind of like because that one it's everyone's information gets leaked yeah and like everyone just goes crazy and I don't yeah. think that would happen in real life but everyone no. just starts killing everyone yeah um no I don't think I think this is more of a burn book thing yeah than Assassination I agree. Nation I agree um but that's just a comparison because mm-hmm. I feel like you know. The burn book was the original Assassination Nation. True. Facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely... It's, like, the craziest... I don't... The only difference is I feel like in this situation, like, everyone is not... Like, they're not pitted against each other like they are in Mean Girls. Like, in Mean Girls, it's, like, a fist fight in the yeah, whole school. Yeah, but it's not because they were, like, well, blah, 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 said blah, blah, was stupid. Yeah. It was just things about each person, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, there was affairs and stuff that was, like... Well, I know. I know. But, like, 
Although, it's, actually, it's she was really having so. an affair with the superintendent. But with this, it's like, it's sending letters to the person. It's not a public show. Yeah, that's true. So that's the difference. So if this was a public show, I yeah, think Yeah, but everyone found out about it. Yeah. If it was, like, very public. Like, I'm talking, like, posters on the street. Like, this person's uh-huh. a slut. I get like, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah. Katie would go to jail. The, um, friends would just... Fucking chill, I guess. Fucking chill, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, but the problem with Mean Girls is that that wouldn't happen. Yeah, no, it wouldn't happen. The fight. I mean, nothing. The same thing with Assassination Nation. That wouldn't happen. I guess, but I guess it hasn't. I think. Let's leak everyone's information and And see what happens. In this society. I. No. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Let me speak. Let me speak. I don't think, like, I know in this society we're prone to, like, war and shit, but I feel like if your secrets got leaked, you wouldn't fight someone about it, you'd try to hide it more. But if they're out there and you can't hide them. I know that, but then you'd just be like, no, it's not me. No, but I'm talking about facts, like, facts, factual facts being shown. Like what? Give me an example. Like, if someone leaks your nudes, that's out there. I'd be like, yeah, those are my nudes. But then I'd be like, no, those are my nudes. And they'll be like, but they're your nudes. And I'll be like, nope, they're photoshopped. Okay. I just keep lying, you know what I mean? Okay, but I think... And I, who, like, and then you own up to it, and what are they going to do? Kill you about it? Are you going to kill someone about it? No, you're going to forget about it. Same thing that happened with the Paris Hilton sex tape. We forgot about it. <laughs> We forget about it. We're like, oh my god, did you? And then we forget yeah. about Joe, it. Joe, <laughs> I don't, don't fight it. This is a weird thing, but I forgot to tell you. Because, so Ross Lynch was trending on Twitter, and I was like, why is he trending? His news leaked. Aw, oh, damn, Ross. Damn. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I forgot to say that, but I know you like him, so. R5 is the best band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think if, like, let's say... Just for example, like, in our, let's use, like, a small, the mutual club we're in. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't want to name it, because then it's whatever. But, like, the mutual, so, organization we're in, if everyone's, like, secrets got out there, I think people would fight. Like, I don't know about physically fight, but, I don't know what kind of secret, like, are you gonna be like, well, Maggie said that blah 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 was a immature bastard, and then... What are they going to do? Come and punch me in the face? Like, that's what I'm saying. I think if it was, like, a heightened environment. Because I don't think they would. Because I could just leave. <laughs> like. But if they came to your house and showed up. like I, And then they punched me in the face? Yeah. I don't think they would. They're just going to yeah. be like, that's mean. And then they're going to go cry about it. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't think everyone's so aggressive that they would do that. Yeah. Especially, like. I think. Okay, I agree. I think if it's a one-on-one, but I think if every single person had, like, secrets that got out and it all happened at the same time, I think it would be, like, a heightened environment. I think it would make sense if they knew who let all the secrets out and then they'd have someone to be angry about, but if they were just, like, everyone had various secrets that came out with no, like, singled person, yeah, it would be, like... I think it would be like everyone a, would be angry at everyone, but no one would start killing or each it would, other. Or it would, I think it would. Here's the two options: it's 
everyone got leaked, everyone's on the same playing field, so everyone's gonna be, like, mature about it and not read the secrets, so it doesn't even get to that point. I think everyone's gonna read the secrets, because everyone's gonna be like, well, my nudes were leaked, so why do I care about this other person's nudes being leaked, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if it's, like, secrets, then it's like, mmm, tea, you know? Yeah, everyone likes tea, but we yeah. all know gossip, and we don't, like, yeah. go around I feel like no one, no one ha- would have anything, like, bad enough that would be yeah even like an assassination nation that one kid yeah i don't even know his secret because the movie was so unreadable well, yeah but that one kid's secret yeah he almost got killed for it or she, the, the girl almost got killed for it right yeah. and like why yeah like it wasn't that bad it was very it hard. wasn't bad at all yeah like why are you killing someone over this yeah well no because it was um the guy like hooked up with a trans girl and everyone's yes. like oh that's weird so that's what but again and then they like, decided to kill the not... trans girl but that's not even a weird secret yeah. like that's not a reason to kill someone um, i mean if you're like yeehaw but they homophobic didn't, then, but yeah. they didn't even seem like they didn't she, yeah i don't like i'm assuming she was she, she was out like i'm assuming people knew yeah because people like c- confronted her about it yeah so even if they were homophobic, this wouldn't be, like, the trigger to, the trigger to yeah. like, be like, well, we have to kill her. Yeah. Like, even the one girl, her nudes were leaked, and she was having an affair with, like, a, a married guy, but, like, all they did was, like, call her a whore. Yeah. And then it jumps, like, a week. <laughs> and everyone's just fucking killing everyone. Yeah. Again, it's obviously, like, a heightened situation in both of these, but, like, I don't know. I definitely think... It I could see where it gets out of control. The best I can compare it to is Under the Dome, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've read the book. I don't think you have. Um, but I read the book, and they're like trapped. I've read part of the book, and they're they're, they're like trapped, and like some other secrets come out. Like fucking Junior kills people. He's killed people. Yeah. And you're like, oh wait, he and that doesn't even come out. No one kills him for yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think here's. The reason why I think that, like, it could get bad and, like, people would, like, be more confrontational about it is, like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where, like, someone, like, you read something very shitty about yourself that's either, like, not true or, like, you just wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be out there. Like, the initial reaction is just, like, you are ready to fight. Yeah, but you don't fight on that. You, you don't, don't act on it. But if it. everyone is feeling that, and it's that's just the energy of, like, you're trapped somewhere. Like, uh, like if it was, like, an under the dome where everyone's trapped in the place, then, yeah, I think it would get bad. I think it, it depends on what what it is. And if you have someone to fight, like, if, if someone leaked it, then you have someone to yeah. fight. But if it was generally but like mean leaked. Girls, though, but Mean Girls, though, it was just, like, everyone, it's, like, because it would say, this person said this about you. No, I know that. So. But that's not what I'm... Or it's like, oh, if this information got out, someone must have told you if they only told one person. Yeah, no, I get that. So I think that. it's more, like, intertwined things. Right. So it is like, oh, who told you this, kind of, in a way? Yeah, it's like, well, but it you're the be. only one who knew it, so it probably was you, even though that person yeah. wasn't it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's actually very interesting to think about, though. Like, Let's mm. do a case study. Yeah. Let's lock people in a room. Honestly, yeah. I... <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like, I'd do it. I sound like no. a psycho. No. I it's sound like, like a Stanford s- prison experiment. It's yeah. against code. No, no. Like, I sound to. like a psychopath saying this, but, like, it would be, like, just, 
I don't know. Just, it would be interesting. Because I feel like today people are all talk. In, yeah. In today's society. Everyone's I all talk. I wouldn't punch anyone. I'd say I would. I wouldn't punch anyone. You wouldn't? I wouldn't. I mean, not at the level of angers I've been, I wouldn't punch someone. I, I feel like my fist isn't hard enough to, like, hurt someone. I feel like my punch wouldn't, wouldn't pack the punch, you know? Yeah. I almost punched someone Saturday. Why? So, my friend, um, Sean... Yeah. His roommate was... Oh, his mean roommate. His mean roommate was absolutely, like, so drunk. But, like, and would you have actually punched him? I was this close to Would him. you have actually punched I w- him? I would Could have. you deal with the repercussions of punching someone? He's larger than you, Tess. He would have taken you down. I know, but I would have had backup. <laughs> no, like, it was just one of those situations where he was absolutely so drunk, and Sean, like, doesn't like him. And so I was just like, oh, like... He was, like, kept, like, touching him and stuff. I was, like, and I, like, was, like, he should leave. And so I was, like, and Sean is, like, wasn't really doing that much. But I was about to, like, go over and put. I was, I was going to push him. Just push him. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, but, uh, yeah. Pushed me. And I think the logical side of me was, like, he is, like, 300 pounds. And I'm not. Yeah, no, he would have taken you down. Yeah. Apparently he fell though and like twisted his knee or something, so now he's Oof. on crutches. Ooh, ha. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think like I've been in situations where I'm like I would hit someone, but it's like justified. I guess Tess is more aggressive than me. Yeah. I just get angry. I don't know. I mean, I've. I don't know. I haven't been in a fight before. I've been like a real fight. I've been like middle school when like people are like beating you up fight but that's not like i've never been in that type of fight oh. my middle school was a school of the arts <laughs> in the school of the arts i went to a fucking gay ass school oh no my brother went to a middle school the one next to my house and mm-hmm. like he was like i was at lunch today and some girl was just ripping out this other girl's hair and then their faces were all bloody and i'm like what what <laughs> yeah no nothing like that but like you know like sometimes people are mean to you and they just kick you so you kick them back um, Catholic school's weird. That's not, like, a Catholic school No thing. one just kicks you. What do you mean by that? I was that? bullied in I don't know what school. you mean by that. Like, Did I someone, was, like, actually... They, like, like kick... Because all the bullying I've had in my life has just been verbal abuse. I had both. Well, it was mostly verbal bullying, and, like... That's how girls tend to be. Gr- and girls... It was, like, that girl bullying of, like, excluding, because it was, like... Yeah. You know, it was, like... One of the girls was my friend, and another girl kind of came in, and the year before we were, like, three of us were friends, and then the next year they were friends and they just decided they didn't like me. Yeah, I've been there. Which led to, like, them then bullying me, like, stealing my stuff and hiding it, and then Mm -hmm. also, like, actually physically, like, kicking me and, like, shoving me around. That's rude. So, but then again, it's like sometimes you just get to the point where, like, fuck off and you push them back. Well, yeah, I get self-defense. Yeah. I've I've been in a physical fight with my brother on many occasions. Yeah. Um, because he's an asshole. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if he listened to this? <laughs> Called out. Love you, Mason. Um, on a completely side note, I started watching The Perfectionists, the, yeah, the new the Pretty, Pretty Little, Little Liars, Liars yeah. one, um, and I have some words to speak about it. Okay. So, no spoilers, um, except that Tess knows Allison is alive. Well, so... I knew that. I saw gifts on Tumblr. No, I know that. <laughs> so, that's, like, 
Um, so she's going to like this school, this college, and I think it's so funny because in Pretty Little Liars, they're in high school, mm-hmm. and you're like, that's not how high schoolers act. Yeah. They act like kind of like college kids a little bit. Yeah. And so this is a college, and I'm like, that's not how college kids act. <laughs> I'm like, have you met a college kid? Yeah. And like, how do they act? Like It's, okay, so the main, we'll go over it. I'm just going to give you a synopsis because we're here and I'm trying to pad the runtime of this. Um, mm-hmm. There's three main pretty little liars. One's this boy. He's kind of cute. He's gay and I love him. Okay. He plays the cello, which is the hottest instrument you can play. And <laughs> really? Yes. And okay. <laughs> um, so it starts. It starts with like there's narration. He's like celloing it up, and he goes on his iPad to like swipe, and his fingers bleeding from all the celloing. And you're like, whoa. And they're like, BHU is not just a school for people. It's a school for the elite, mm-hmm. for people who are pushing themselves. And you're like, oh, okay. And then the other girl, there's this, there's this, they're all pretty. There's this girl, um, she's like running. She does track. She yeah. does the runs. And then, and then there's another girl named Ava, I think that's her name. And she's from Disney's Descendants. Um, the actress. The actress. Um, she's, she, I love her hair. It's like very straight, but that's not... Is she like it's nice? It's like done. It's nice. She's a she's a fashion student. Mm-hmm. It's kind of she's like she's a fashion student, and then the boys, I guess, a, a cello student. Yeah, I don't know what their life is. And then the other girls just runs, and they're like she's like drawing on her little her fashion sketch, and her pencil breaks, and she just rips it up, and Ooh. I'm like, oh, girl, oh girl, oh you could just race that. Yeah. Um, and then there's a then there's. Allison comes in and she's a TA, which apparently in this show just means a teacher. Um, she's teaching. Guess what class? Guess guess. Uh, the only class that's ever in Pretty Little Liars. Oh, English. Yeah, she's teaching okay. English. Oh, because I was like, what class would be relevant to like being murdered? And guess what book they're reading? It's a book I've read. It's Kill Mockingbird. No, they're reading Agatha Christie's, and then there were none. Mm. Which isn't like who reads that in college, you know what I mean? Yeah, I read that in middle school, and um, so and then there's this guy, and he's like, I'm like, what? It's very hard to follow, but so we'll start. So those are the main character, and then there's this white guy who's got like a rich mom from Gossip Girl, mm-hmm. and um, he's like got abs. He, they're all the men are kind of ugly in this show, and it kind of makes me. Well, upset. they're all kind of ugly in Pretty Little Liars. That's too. true, but like they're, I feel like they're even uglier in this show. Okay, is there like an A? No. Oh, and Mona's there too. Okay, she's a teacher. Maybe she does something at administration at the university, and she like talks to herself in the mirror. It's weird. I don't know what's happening. And um, so so he's there. He's a white guy. Um, and then, so she's like, tell me about it, and then there was none, because you always need that literature thing in there that's happening. Yeah. And then she calls on Ava, and Ava's like, well, there was, like, some, and now there's none. And so it's the juxtaposition of, like, some being none. And Allison's like, good try. And she's like, I didn't, couldn't read the book. I spent all summer working on my YouTube channel. That's how I pay for my tuition. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? You couldn't read a book? <laughs> 
Um, anyway, but then the, the cello player does all their homework for them, mm-hmm. and then, like, the white guy, he's, like, kind of dating Ava, but then he's fake dating the, uh, runner chick, yeah. and the runner chick's dating someone who I think is a professor, but I'm really not sure. He's got a British accent, and they have to date in secret, but I'm, I'm not certain. If, if they're in college, though. It should be fine. Yeah. But I'm not certain of who he is, so I'm thinking maybe he's, like, a famous person, but I'm really not sure, but she's being blackmailed by the white guy. The, the gay guy's white too, but we're just gonna call the other guy the white guy. She's being blackmailed by the white guy mm-hmm. um, because her mother, she's two mothers, is having an affair with a man, and she's like, "Your mother's cheating on your other mother." And then his line was, two moms don't make a right," which had nothing to do with anything. It really didn't. And I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, so she's being blackmailed by that guy to fake date her because his mom would be all upset if he was dating Ava because Ava's got this weird family history that's happening and I don't know about but she's like madly in love with this guy but then the gay guy has his boyfriend that's really cute and then like he's chilling doing some homework in his apartment and the the white guy comes in and he's like I see the way you look at me just kiss me and then they just fucking have sex and you're like wait what and then and then they meet in the woods. They don't know each other. I don't know the point of this. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, joking about how they, like, could kill the white guy. They're like, man, we hate this guy. <laughs> what if he fell off a building and did some spikes? <laughs> and they're like, ha, <laughs> And then they leave. And then they fucking find the white guy's dead body off a building and did some spikes. Damn. And Ava's like, you killed him. And they're like, we did not. And she's yeah. like, that's exactly how you said it. And they're like, yeah, but, like, <sighs> And then Allison's like, I need to get real close with these students. <laughs> and Mona's like, I'm the reason he's dead. I have to figure out what happened. Oh, my, my God. My psychic abilities didn't work. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's a dumb show is what you're it's saying. It's so bad. Okay. But their their fashion, their look, well, at least the girls. Is anyone else from the OG show in it? No. But Mona is on the phone with Hannah. Mm-hmm. But you never see them. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You also learn, like, a lot about what happens in the later seasons, which I'm not going to spoil for you. So okay. I'm not going to tell about that. Also, pie is referenced a lot, and I really don't get it. Like, the number? No. Or the... Well... No, like, okay, so... <laughs> Allison shows up, and then Mona's like, I brought pie! And she's like, Mona, what? And then Mona's having her little breakdown. Allison's like, I brought pie! And then, Maybe like, again, they're thing. like, we should have pie. Or, like, there's it's pie just... in the fridge. But then, then, now that you mention the number, in the beginning scene, the girl's running and she looks at her watch and it's, like, 3.14 a.m., which is pie. So maybe pie is relevant. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But I thought it was just, to like, to show that it was, like, early or yeah. late. Anyway, that was my synopsis on The Perfectionist. You shouldn't watch it unless you really just, you really, you're really into that, that Ava girl's hair and her outfit. Yeah, I guess. Oh, and she walked in, and the white boy was, like, sleeping with this other girl. Mm. And the other girl's like, it's not what you think. And he's like, yeah, it is. And she's like, you're just going to do that to me? And he's like, bah, bitch. And she's like, ah. So he's, like, an overall terrible guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His mom's the mom from Gossip Girl, though. Okay. Cool. Um, I haven't watched a new show, so I can't really. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to add. Yeah, I was home early, so I was watching things. Okay. Sorry. That's fine. Cool. If you like to listen to me rant about things, let me know if you want me to start my own spinoff podcast. 
<laughs> She's Maggie's already ready to leave me. <laughs> bye bye, Jess. No, I'm kidding. We do this and then I do another one because the summer is free. I maybe st- I'll start a YouTube channel for you guys. Yeah. I spent all summer working on my YouTube channel so I could so I could pay Literally, for my tuition. No. That would be we sh- we should you should start a YouTube channel and then I can edit it and stuff for you. You see, but you then can... I have to count on you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm convinced that Maggie secretly hates me. I I don't I don't. I say this her. every day. <laughs> she does. She really thinks I hate her, but I don't. Um, the only reason, so everyone knows, the only reason I can't edit my own videos is because I don't have a Macintosh computer or any editing software, so. Yeah. There's that. That's the only thing keeping me around. That's the only thing keeping (laughs) Tess around, is the fact that she has, what is this? It's a MacBook Pro. No, no, what's this app? Oh, GarageBand? She has GarageBand, and I do not have GarageBand. Yeah. I say, I, for, if anyone cares, I use GarageBand to do the audio, but then, I use Adobe, um what's it called audition which is like adobe's audio editing thing before but it's like really way more complicated than you need it to be and what kind of mic do we have what kind of we have a um (laughs) snowball ice mic it's a circle it yeah it's a little circle it's like if you on amazon you definitely see it it's like a pretty common one to have um it's like the what's the brand blue is the brand they have like a lot of mics oh cool yeah yep cool so um anyway there's a survey survey online for listeners to listen to and listen to to fill out um it will take like two minutes and thank you for listening yeah follow us on all our social media we're screen at the crime yeah all right bye